Oh shit. Here we go again. This episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph, please go like, subscribe, comment, share, leave a review wherever you listen to us. You can find us Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, wherever the hell you use social media or listen to people ramble into microphones. Yeah, that's where you can find us. Share us with your friends, share us with your family, tell your grandma about us. With that said, let's go. podcast experience that you all know so well it is time for another episode of cozy and murph i am one half of this amazing duo your host cody murphy i'm here with my co-host the big dog jd cozad Turbo birds, as they say around the world after a big win. Right, 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 right. Yes, go birds. Go football. Go just having a great time with this season. I feel like it's just been a fun, fun year. And maybe it's just because we're doing this podcast now and I have incentive to actually pay attention more and. But yeah, I mean, Sunday is probably my favorite day, honestly, because I'll just sit here in my little fucking man cave room and got games on the screen, games on the TV. So it's just all around good time. My brother, you went to Philly this weekend and watched the birds play the Cowboys. Tell me about it, man. I know it's probably a life, once in a lifetime experience. That was, let me, I, okay, so I'll just, I'm just going to like have an honest moment here. It's, it's very hard for me to accept that I am deserving of experiences and like, I guess, rewards in life. Like I'm, I try to remain humble, but it's not really being humble when you know you play down on yourself and this this weekend was one of the most unforgettable experiences of my entire life I know like you you can play the fandom and really get you know you you can fall in love with the moment because of you know everything that's going on. It's a big weekend. You're playing the Cowboys, but it was a whole experience just taking in the city and being around other people in the same mindset. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of. I don't even know the right word. Um, you know, I was. I wore my Eagles beanie all weekend, and everywhere I went, it was. Like, it's just like such a, a feeling of community and like, yes, and like acceptance. And like, you know, if you if you're repping Philly, I got your back. Like, I, we don't even have to know each other, but like, I know we're on the same team. You know what I mean? A hundred. That's a, like the best way to put it's it. It's that it mob mentality, but like in a good way. 
Yes, it was one of them moments and places in time that it, it just doesn't feel like it can be replicated, especially when you really take it in. But as for the game, oh, man, if you guys watched the Eagles-Cowboy games, which I feel like most of America did, it was insane, insane game. Let me – I'll start with this. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, for all the shit that I have spoken of them, they are a good team. Like, they have great, talented players. CeeDee Lamb got whatever the fuck he wanted all game. Dak actually torched us, to be honest, and it's hard to admit that. Like, I've never probably He did play well. He played well. It was, I mean, just a couple things here and there was the separator in this game. But that's – that's what it takes to win at that high caliber is those minute mistakes are what separates teams yeah. from making it to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, just even making the playoffs because the Eagles escaped from that game, truthfully. Like watching oh, the man. end of that game, it was – Those uh, penalties gut- at the end. Mm, it was – Really, really it, hurt. I was in the moment like feeling and feeling like – okay, I've seen this happen so many times before with other teams and Eagles teams of the past where you're going to lose that game. Like, it just looks like a loss coming. And we found a way. I mean, Josh Sweat right there at the end, that was the fucking most big dick in them, put your balls on your head, somebody sack when that Dak dropped back. There was still some yeah. time on the clock, and he sacked him. But all you can't take the that game. sack if, if you're Dak, though, man. You got to find a way to get that ball. And and I hate to talk down on Dak because I like Dak, but there was just some plays that the awareness was lacking, like stepping out of bounds on a two-point conversion. Like, you just can't do that. You have to be – you have to know – like, the Patrick Mahomes doesn't do that. Jalen Hurts doesn't do that. Joe Burrow doesn't do that, you know. And I hate to, like I said, kind of trash talk Dak, but – Man, it, like you said, one or two plays go differently in that game, and we're talking. We're having a totally different conversation. And like, like you said, man, it's hard to. It's kind of it, it, it's hard to put yourself like in a spot where you can respect when you're on the other side of the fandom. But I, I mean, just being there watching him play. He's got guts and hearts. Even that play where he oh, rolled yeah. out I don't left. Doubt, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt yeah, that. Where, he, where he rolled out left and went to the end zone, and he tried to dive in and got flipped. Like That's a gutsy-ass play against a hard-hitting, right. mean-ass defense. So, And, and Dak I mean, isn't – he isn't the pro, he isn't the problem, honestly. No, I, I don't believe so at all. I mean, could he do a few things better? Yes. But yeah. he's, not, he's not like a huge issue. No. It's. I feel like a lot of it is coaching. Yeah. A lot of it is is preparation, and uh, honestly, offensive scheme. I feel like their offense is relatively easy to figure out for a defensive coordinator, even though they've got you know some good weapons. So, but hey, I'm glad, dude. I'm so happy for you that you get to go and experience that, and and um, that the Eagles pulled out the dub. It was a hell of a game. I can only imagine what that stadium was like. Dude, what a time. I had some Cowboys fans sitting right in front of me, too. And, like, at first, 
I was like kind of thinking like, ah, this is going to be, you know, shit for them. But truthfully, they were good sports. They were a, a couple of um, Hispanic folk and they turned around at the end of the game when CD caught that ball right there at like the four or five yard line. And he came down, they turned around, shook my hand and they were like, you know, appreciate you guys being good sports. It's like, here, we'll, we'll see you guys in, uh, we'll see you guys towards the end of the end of the year. And I'm like, you know, I, I kind of respect that. Like, that's how I would have wanted if I lost and they, I want, you know, somebody shake my hand, tell me it was all right. Let me go home and cry by myself. But it, it was fun without a doubt. Um, I'll definitely have to post some of the, the pictures and stuff. I just, I was trying to really take in the moment. So I wasn't really by my phone the whole day. Just kind of being there, being right. present. Being present, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, Living I don't, the dream. Kayla got a lot more pictures than I did. And shout out Kayla. This is all on her. She got the tickets for me as a gift. I, out of oh, nowhere. Yes. Hell of a surprise. Hell yes. She is a keeper beyond belief. Man, Murph, I know you didn't get to go to the stadium, but how was your weekend of football? Pretty good, honestly. I uh, hit on a lot of my bets, which was yes, sir. You know, which was very unusual feeling for me because I'm used to just you know straight up giving FanDuel money. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good. I went, we I went ten and four this week on our pick'em, so. Great, great weekend for me. My bet of the week did not hit, though, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and review these picks for week nine. Yes, sir. Drive through these, and then we'll get to our week 10 picks. Yes, sir. Our first game, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. I had Tennessee. Really thought they were going to pull out that victory. We both had Tennessee, and I feel like we were riding the feeling high that was – why am I blanking? <laughs> it was it was the Levis hype. We were on that. The, the and, Levis hype. And honestly, he did not play bad at all. He actually, he actually played really good. well. Yeah. And he made some throw incredible throws. Yeah. The boy the boy's got some talent. Yeah. I think like you you sent me a text and said he needs to work on his footwork. I, I totally agree with that. He needs to his escape out of the pocket seems kind of awkward. So you know maybe do some comfortability drills in the pocket. Yeah. But overall, I thought he played great. No turnovers. Well, except at the end, the very last play of the game. But, hey, you have to take a shot in that situation. Um, I, I think he played good. It was just – I think I if – I think if Kenny Pickett doesn't play, I think obviously the Titans probably win that game. But, that's what I was about to say. I think it came down to the fact that we both stated we didn't know if – Kenny Pickett was going to play or was not. going to play, yeah. Yeah. But, hey, just shout out to Kenny Pickett. He's a warrior. He stood in there and fucking played well. He pl- Well, yeah, I say he played well. He played good enough to win, say that. Yeah. And, uh, man, Pittsburgh just keeps finding finding a way to get there. Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches in the league. Vrabel, you know, also a really good coach. But let's see. What did uh, Hopkins go for? I can't remember. But I had, a, I had. I'm a, pretty sure he was held to about 60 yards. It wasn't, you know, the same repeat performance that yeah, was. It wasn't huge. The week I think before. Najee Harris had a really good game. Yeah, Najee did have a lot better of a game. I think it was more like it's just 
you finally get a little bit of tape on somebody. You start to figure something like figure out a way to you know slow down what is hot. Derrick Henry had a good game too, but you know, sixteen points isn't going to be. I mean, I want to say that. I mean, Will Levis. I guess. I mean, he threw for more yards. His uh, Pickett had the TD. It's just uh, I don't. I it was a, it was another one of those just ugly Pittsburgh. That's what I was about Pittsburgh to say. Steeler games game. where they just win. I mean, Titans are really they play that way too. It's really kind of you know choppy and there's not a lot of flow to it. But all right, good for the Steelers. Next game, Miami. This was our Germany game. Uh, Miami at Kansas City, but technically it was a neutral site. Kansas City comes out on top. Let's see what was the final score of that game? I believe it was thirty-three. Or no, sorry, twenty-one fourteen. And throughout the you know the first half, it was what fourteen nothing. No, it was twenty-one nothing at half. Dolphins scored fourteen points in the third quarter, and just come down to the end where. Tua couldn't really push the ball. Yeah, he had a really bad miss there late in the game. He threw it uh, way short and way to to the 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 uh, boundary, and it was I don't know I don't know what was going on there, but yeah, it looked like Kansas City was going to take you know just absolutely dominate the entire game. But uh, Dolphins came out in the second half, scored fourteen in the third. But the Chiefs' defense, man, looked. They're one of the best defenses in the league, and they I feel like they won that game. Even though they gave up 14 in the second half, it was they still did made enough plays there. Well, on the first uh that play where they stripped Tyreek and yeah. uh did a lateral and dude took it all the way to the end zone. I mean, what a heads up play right there. Yeah. So honestly, the, the, the that was the difference in that game. Yeah. I think more so the discussion is like what's going on with what the Dolphins were doing at the beginning of the season? Was it because their offense was They're just frauds. so? I mean, They're frauds. I mean, that's the easiest answer to say, right? It's just yeah, they're frauds. But what's going on? Was it off? Their defenses weren't prepared for the speed that was this early. Well, season well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, like you said, they weren't ready for this. Is one of the fastest teams in in league history. Maybe yeah. the fastest team. I mean, I don't know. But we're nine games into the season now. People know what they're trying to do. And so I feel like it's pretty simple. I mean, the, the really the differentiator is the run game for for the Dolphins. If the Dolphins can can get their run game going, that opens up everything. But I feel like their pass game is so dependent on the run being there that it, that whenever you hit play a team that shuts that is able to shut down the run, which I know Mostert went for twelve carries, eighty five yards, and a tutty, but still it was like, you know, we're, they're going to let him go off, but they're going to cap everybody else. So yeah. they haven't had. That's a Super Bowl <sighs> caliber defense, man. Yeah, and it's just such a weird thing to say too. For the Chiefs, yeah, it's like you said. That's the last thing that we, the league needed for is for Mahomes to get good. I defense. swear, it's actually annoying. Pissing like I said, off. they're the Patriots two point Go, uh, good for Kansas City, Miami. We're yeah. gonna have to. They, they got to beat a winning a team with a winning record. 
Yeah. Point blank period. I mean, that's it. I, I'm, you know, it was cool. The 70 point game. It's cool. All these, you know, accolades on offense, but like until you beat an actual good team, don't mention the Dolphins to me. That's All such right, a next. weird thing too. They really did score seventy points this this same season. Yeah, and I, for, and I forgot all that, that. All that has like kind of gone to the wayside now with these yeah. this last performance. All right, next game: Seattle at Baltimore. This was my bet of the week. I had Seattle plus six under forty four and a half. Neither one of those hit. Terrible, terrible experience watching that game. <laughs> this was your. I'm getting robbed by DraftKings Bet of the Week, sponsored by Cozy and Murph. Now, really, I it just was like the Seahawks didn't. I don't even know what they weren't expecting. What the Ravens were like, they hadn't well, been doing it all season. They literally ran for what 300 combined yards. Something all crazy, over the and uh, that really, I think it's more of a testament to the Ravens that they are blowing out good teams. I mean, Detroit at home, Detroit, you know, that, that was an ugly game. That got ugly quick. And the, and the um, Lions were never really in that game. Same thing with the Seattle, with Seattle. And both of those teams are considered, you know, I wouldn't say top tier teams, but at least, at least, you know, playoff teams. Those are both playoff teams and they're beating them by 30 points. I mean, Baltimore, it looks like they could challenge Kansas City. They could be the Truthfully. Kansas City challenger. I think they are, they're they're more of a solid contender than say Miami or Buffalo. Oh, uh, without a doubt. I would say I, I would say in the AFC right now is Kansas City one, Baltimore two. Yeah. And I would even so, question that because Kansas City at times has looked, you know, they've looked they've looked vulnerable. Yeah, beatable. Worse I mean, look than, what Denver did. Yeah, worse than what Baltimore has put out there product-wise. Lamar Jackson quietly having, you know, an, a, a great historic season. I mean, his accuracy is off the chart this year. His deep balls look great. And that's with losing Dobbins and really having what Mark Andrews be his number one. He still doesn't have anybody that's a huge weapon. But their defense is legit. Lamar Jackson has, with you know, age like to find one, and I think the Ravens are a real threat. Come, you know, come the end of this year, we're going to be gone. You know, maybe this is this is the year that Lamar Jackson, you know, makes that type of run. And good for him. I like Lamar Jackson. See, I've yeah. always kind of rooted I, for him. I could see it. it. It wouldn't surprise me if they were in the Super Bowl this year. All right, next game we've got Arizona at Cleveland. This was a blowout. I think everybody kind of saw that coming. 27 and nothing. Clayton Toon, the rookie quarterback for the Cardinals, first start. And, man, what a fucking challenge to have to go up against a historically good defense <laughs> with, with basically no, no ex, you know, experience, no snaps under center, nothing. You've got really no playmakers. I mean, kind of feel bad for the kid. Yeah. But, hey, we all knew Arizona, you know, after they got rid of Dobbs, that was a signal that, hey, we're we're shutting it down for the year. As they got f- Kyler Murray coming. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I don't think 
We said it last week. I don't think Kyler Murray's going to be with Arizona much. No, longer. this is more of like a put Kyler Murray on the field and get his trade value as high as yeah. possible scenario. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But Kyler, uh, you are a Atlanta Falcon, dude. Honestly, I was watching some of his highlights earlier this week, and I would not be mad. I know he's got there's you know some attitude issues maybe. You know, there's been some some off the field stuff that is questionable, but maybe he just needs a change of scenery. Yeah, and as he gets at coming back from this injury, maybe he'll he'll take a a, a better approach. You know, I don't know. Hope, but hope if he ended up if he landed in Atlanta, I would be to, I would be psyched. All right, our next game is Tampa Bay at Houston, and what a game for C.J. Stroud: four hundred seventy yards, five tutties. I mean, the kid absolutely went off, responded well after uh, that loss against Carolina last week or the week before last. And, yeah, it was really, really promising to see C.J. Stroud showing out like that. Yeah, definitely a great moment for Ohio State quarterbacks, Ohio State, Ohio State fans, I shall say. Good for them. Good for the Texans. Good for C.J. Stroud. Keep balling. Stroud boys proud. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay looks like they're going backwards. They were uh, – they look – you know, they look good at the beginning of the year, but then that, all that uh, glitter has kind of fallen off, and we're starting to see who they really are, yeah. which – you know, they could, they still could win the division. The NFC South is a toss-up. There's a lot of not good football being played. But, you know, happy for Houston. C.J. Stroud, glad they got the win. All right, next game we've got Chicago at New Orleans. This was a close game, hard fight game. I think we all thought we would see a better performance from New Orleans. And it's uh, good to see some fight out of Chicago. You know, they don't have a lot to play for. Honestly, they don't want to win games. But, you know, it's nice to make it, make it close. And, you know, I know Bajant had three three uh, three interceptions on that game. But, you know, he's just the type of kid that is going to keep, keep throwing no matter what. You know, he doesn't have anything to lose, you know. So he he's playing to stay in the league. So. I think the Bears have found somebody who cares about whatever they're trying to do there. Bajan is a guy I think they should keep as a backup around for whatever quarterback they decide to have on roster next year to lead their franchise because with all those fields, you got a guy that's going to come in with some guts. Yeah, it seems what like Bajan would be a good uh, locker room guy. Yeah, I think that's the type of guy you definitely try and keep around as long as as long as you can. As for the Saints, I think this is I mean, this is what you're gonna get out of them all season is close, ugly wins. Nothing's really beautiful about it, but at the end of the day it's a win, so I guess if you're gonna call it, you know, call a spade a spade. Just we just need to see more consistency out of the offense from New Orleans. I feel like they're just so up and down. Derek Carr, I think he's a little bit overrated. You know, yeah. I know he's been in the top of the league in passing for the last few years, but 
man, I just don't think he I don't think he see reads defense as well, and I don't think he feels pressure in the pocket very well. So and he's not particularly athletic, so it's not like he has mobility to get away and make and you know make plays with his legs. I just think they, you know, he's got weapons around him. We need to see more. I don't think Dennis Allen is a very good offensive coach. But, hey, the defense is solid there in New Orleans. Still think they're the favorite for the NFC South. I think that they're just the most complete team, yeah. They're for, the, the, yeah. for that division, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, next game we've got Minnesota going to Atlanta. Another disappointing week for Atlanta in a game that we probably should have won. They had the, the lead late. The past two weeks, we've lost Atlanta's defense has, has lost to a rookie quarterback making his debut and a quarterback who's literally has doesn't even know his teammates' names or the plays or has the cadence worked out with the offensive line. He flew in to, to uh, Minnesota, didn't expect him to get any playing time whatsoever, didn't have any snaps there in practice, and the, uh, the rookie, Jaron Hall, goes down with a concussion. Hobbs or Dobbs comes in, struggles at first. You know, he did throw a pick and have a, a fumble. Or I don't know. Did he throw a pick? I didn't no. think so. No. He, he uh, yeah, he had a, a, a fumble. That's what it was. And But then after that, it was like he caught fire and was able to just pick apart Atlanta's defense. It seemed like every time that Atlanta had Minnesota third and long, they somehow found a way to convert. And that's what's so frustrating about being a Falcons fan is it's the same fucking shit every year. You know, we have amazing talent on offense that we can't take advantage of because our our quarterback play is so poor. And then defensively, we just give up every big play. That You know, every crucial down, it seems I have no faith in Atlanta's defense to make a play. I don't. And it's just like I felt that way as long as I could remember about yeah. Atlanta's defense. And so, I mean, you know, that's a huge win for Minnesota. And it also keeps them in the playoff race because they're going to have Justin Jefferson coming back. And, you know, I know if Dobbs can can build off this win, there could be something there for Minnesota to reach the playoffs. As far as Atlanta goes, I don't think if they lose this next week, they got Arizona at Arizona. If they lose next week, Atlanta's done. There's no playoffs for Atlanta. It doesn't look feasible, dude. If you guys can't beat Arizona with Clayton Tune, I can see it, where if Kyler uh, Murray played yeah. and some shit happened, you know what I'm saying? Like it could. Kyler could go off, but if if Clayton Tune starts that game and Atlanta doesn't win. I think I might. I think I might be done. I think I might just throw on my <laughs> Atlanta shirt away. You gonna turn into a, a Birds fan? Nah, I ain't gonna do it. I mean, if I didn't do it after the Super Bowl, I'm not gonna do it now. So, <laughs> all right, next game we've got L.A. Rams at Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers started Brett Ripon. I mean, that, they're in shambles right now. No offense. No defense. They started off hot with Puka Nakua, you know, and he's kind of faded away, kind of, you know, he's kind of leveled off as far as, you know, because those first two weeks there he had, he set the record for most completion or most uh, 
receptions in two games as a rookie or some some crazy stat like that. But they've they've regressed. You know, they're they don't have their starting quarterback. Their defense is terrible. And Green Bay was able to take advantage of that fact, and they um, ended up winning twenty to three. Again, that, that's a little bit. The score is a little bit. Uh, you know, it seems like more of a blowout than it was. It was kind of a close game until the fourth quarter. Yeah, but yeah, Green Bay's offense looked a lot better. Um, Jordan Love threw for two hundred twenty-eight yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones. 20 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. So, looking better for Green Bay and the Rams. There's just not a lot of hope for them. They, they, their season's pretty much done. Yeah, I still don't. I still don't have any belief in what uh, Jordan Love is. I have nothing. I don't just don't have anything positive to say about him or their. Uh, well, I heard somebody franchise. say. I heard somebody say. Um, that he it seems like he tries to imitate Aaron Rodgers too much. Yeah, and he tries to do things that Rod, Aaron would do, but he doesn't have you know same arm talent. So, I think he needs to get more comfortable in his own with his own body and his own play style. Because I, th- I do think he makes some pretty good throws every now and then, but then there's sometimes that it's like I don't even know what he's thinking. So. You would think, you would hope that a quarterback that's been in the league for as long as he has would would look better though with his first chance to start. You would that's, think after all that time, yeah, you had figured something that's out. That's the concerning thing, really. Yeah, but Green Bay is able to get the victory. Next game, we've got Washington um, at New England, twenty to seventeen. Washington was able to. Take the victory. I think Washington has something good, and and Sam Howe. I think they should really, you know, try to lock him in and see, and maybe try to build an offense around him. They've already got McLaurin. They need a few other pieces. I know they've got Robinson and Gibson at the uh, running back, but Jahan Dotson. So they've got some weapons. I think. You know they've already sold on their defense. They've they've shipped players out. They're trying to rebuild, restructure their defense. I think they could be a good team. You know, I think they yeah. could be a wild card team. Honestly, there's something to it for sure. I think they've got a a ways to go, but in the same breath, they've got everything that they need to make that happen. So I'm right there with you, Patriots. They're they're arguably the worst team. They're at least the worst team in the AFC, but they're arguably on the fence for the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, they're not. They're not good this year. And I know a lot. There's a lot of uh, Jets fans and Dolphins fans and Buff and uh, Bills fans that are really enjoying this because <laughs> they were because the Patriots dominated that division for so long, and now waiting for so long. And now the karma is coming back to get them. So. Look for a top five pick if I'm New, if I'm New England. Go get you, go get you a Brock Bowers, baby. Go get, go get you, you a, a Gronk, a baby Gronk, a baby Gronk. All right, next game we've got Indianapolis going to Carolina. Indianapolis was able to take the victory, twenty-seven to thirteen, I believe. Uh, Bryce Young, man, just not, just not looking good. It looks like C.J. Stroud was the, you know, he was the move and. Carolina 
chose the wrong ones, but he doesn't have a lot to work with. I'll give him that. And it is only year one, so I'm willing to give him a one-year grace period. At least, get yeah, let him get a little bit of time under his belt and, you know, see how everything plays out. Let him get some weapons this year in the draft, see who they go get. Well, they traded away their pick, their number one, or their first-round draft pick to the Bears. So that's Yeah, that's not tough. good. <laughs> that's not that's good. tough. Colts put up twenty seven. Uh, let's see what did Minch you have? Oh, Minch you hundred twenty seven yards, one touchdown. So not not particularly a great game, but they were able to put up some points. Jonathan I think the Taylor Colts are just a tough down. team. I just think they're a yeah. tough team. They're just going to be a tough out for any. You know they beat they beat the bad teams. And the good teams, they get they give them a good fight. So they're just a tough team. Another team yeah. that could, you know, I could see making the wild card spot in the AFC. So if you're Carolina, man, I don't know had, what you do in the draft this year. They gotta go get offensive weapons. They have to Yeah, but with no first round pick, I mean that's just fucking go out and get whatever the hell you can offensively or Take whatever you do. I mean, you got to get like, some support for the young QB, though. Yeah, like you got to do something to help Bryce Young. You, you, ah, it's so hard. Like I try and put myself in the position of the GM and like where they stand. They're in a bad spot, a really, really bad spot moving forward because they traded away to get their QB, but there's not going to be anything there for unless they have a major offseason signing that we don't see coming. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Next game, we've got New York Giants at Las Vegas Raiders. Man, good for the Raiders. I, I'm I'm actually, you know, Rudy, I was rooting for the Raiders in this game, not just because I picked them, but – I think that's a good story. They finally got the toxicity out of the locker room. They go out, put up 30 points, dominate. And I know they're playing the Jets. And Daniel Jones, you know, possible ACL tear sucks for him. So, like, that's just terrible. You never want to see it. But I'm happy for the Raiders, happy for uh, Antonio Pierce, finally getting through in a good, solid game. Happy for Devontae Adams. I think we all felt this coming, though. I think we actually mentioned something like that in the last episode. It, was, it seemed like there was going to be just a tidal wave of fucking, you know, good shit happening for the Raiders after they got rid of their GM and their coach. Yeah, I think it's good for Antonio Pierce to finally get his opportunity, get a shot at you know, being somebody kind of was in the back of this league. And I got like, this question is ringing in my head. Do you think Josh McDaniels gets a job anywhere other than maybe back on the Patriots staff, like going to be a staffer at the Patriots again, or does he coach anywhere else? There'll be a team. There'll be a team, be it college or, you know, a bad NFL team that reaches out and, and might, you know, offer him some, Try to work out a contract. 
I could see him going maybe to the college ranks and or go, like you said, going back to New England. They might offer him. They might take him back. But he's done as a head coach. He will never be a yeah. head coach again. I mean, just one of the worst, one of the worst coaches of all time, as far as. I mean, he, I don't know about record-wise where he stacks. I mean, he can't be very good, but I think just the vibe and just like the whole, the you know, just like the whole image of him as a uh, head coach is ruined after after this season. It's hard to to say anything other than yeah, you're you're. I think there's going to be some stories come out later on about what was going on because it seemed like a very toxic situation from everything that I've been reading, you know, coming out of that locker room. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I think there's going to be, it's going to be like the situation. What was it? A couple years ago with Gruden. I think there's some hidden shit there that people don't really know about. Yeah. It's, it's on its way. Yeah, good for the Raiders. Next game, got your game. The game that you were actually there to watch. Crazy. Dallas at Philadelphia. And it was a hell of a game, man. 28-23, Eagles pulled the victory. Yeah, it was came down to the wire, though. The Cowboys were threatening at the, to go into the end zone there at the very end of the game. Helped out by some very bad penalties. And then... The defense was able to uh, bow its neck up and get the sack at the end to secure the victory. JD, I know you probably had a lot of emotions going through you at that time. Yeah, it was scary, I guess you could say. But the Eagles, you know, good teams find ways to win ball games, and they found a way to make it happen. So, I mean, that's a a huge plus already. So, I can't be disappointed. As for the Cowboys, they're, uh, they've got, they've got hope. I'll say they've got real, real hope because what they did against the Eagles was give themselves some hope. I think they'll go throughout the rest of the year and possibly, you know, make a run at the wild card. I think what's so impressive about Philly is even, you know, they have these tough games. They had one against, you know, two barn burners against Washington. But a they they find way they find somehow to pull out the win, and they're eight and one. I mean, they they win close games. Good teams win close games, and it seems like every week, whether it's a blowout or a close game, somebody one somebody. You know, whether it's the offense, the defense, the special teams, whatever, somebody finds a way to make a play and, and really make an impact for Philadelphia. So it just it feels like another Super Bowl run's coming. Jalen Hurts continues to get better. The, the only thing with him is his health. Yeah. Is he healthy? That's my concern you know? right now is, is, is he healthy? I know his knee's not 100%. He's definitely a – gutsy guy and he's going to go out there and you know make the most of whatever he can but you know how does this affect the tush push 
Is this the last year we get to do that? That's I like, think it's going to be banned. Which is bullshit if you like legitimately ask me. Like, look at how many other teams have been successful with it. Nearly but it's not, but it's not bullshit because it's illegal for the defense to do what the offense is do- doing. If they if they change it, maybe they'll change it to where the defense is able is allowed to push the defensive lineman into the offensive lineman. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Go ahead. That's, they're not but, going to do it because that's player safety. So what they're going to do is outlaw that play, and they're not going to be able to do it anymore. And I know that sucks, but I, I, that's just you know what I think is going to happen. I think it's bullshit, truthfully. I, I mean, think it's bullshit. And I understand you're most, a Philly fan. Of course you're going to think no, it's bullshit. No, I'm thinking I'm – I'm trying to take myself out of the Philly aspect here. I'm saying the tush push is football at its core. It is our – Strongest, lowest, you know, that's what they preach to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, get low. Low man wins, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That is, that is to me, but what the offense at its bare bones. The the offense is allowed to push their guys. Of course, they're going to win that. And I know you, I know you said, well, every team's doing it, not every team does. So what? Every team, if the the defense needs to be allowed, the same opportunity to get that push. You know, if you're going to, it's it's just, I, it boggles my mind how far the, the rules have been skewed for the, for their offense. And it's like, oh, you're just going to give them another, another play where they essentially can gain one yard. No matter what, they're going to gain a yard at least. I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to outlaw it though. If I had to bet, I think they were going to outlaw it. I hope not. All right, next game, we've got Buffalo at Cincinnati. This is the this is one of the key marquee matchups the, of the week. Yeah, big matchup. AFC Championship rematch, or not? Not championship, but uh, divisional round matchup. Um, man, the Bengals looked good this game, and I know the score is eighteen to twenty four, but it felt like Cincinnati was just in control, in the driver's seat this entire game. And I, I, I'm starting to question the Bills. I know they're five and four, but, you know, one and three on the road. There's just, I think, aside from that win against Miami, who is turning, which is, you know, they're turning out more and more to be frauds each week. Yeah. What what game can you think of where, where you're like, damn, the Bills are back? None. That's it. Maybe just the Dolphins game. That's it. There's nothing more. Well, I'm they like, beat the Commanders 37-3. They beat the Raiders 38-10. Other than that, every win, every win, what? And then they beat the Dolphins 48-20. to But lost or won against the Giants, but it was 14-9, ugly game. Then they beat the Buccaneers 24-18, but that was a very ugly game as well. Yeah. So I just don't my, – the my stock in the Bills is going down, down, down. I'm, I'm selling. I've got nothing in me that believes in in the commanders at all. I just – I don't feel whatever they're trying to achieve is going to be sustainable because it always ends up being Josh Allen hero ball. That's the – Yeah, and I think Josh Allen is kind of – regressed as far as I mean he still has a rocket arm crazy athleticism 
But I think teams are like you were alluding to. Teams are have figured them out. It's it's Josh Allen hero ball. Josh Allen go out and make us a play, and and so now the the formula is out there about how how do we beat Josh Allen? And it's like a lot of these teams have figured it out, and that's what they do each week is they just you know try to hem him in, flush him out of the pocket, make him make some crazy play, and you know live with the result. So Cincinnati. They're probably the hottest team right now, as far as momentum wise. Yeah, five and three, three and one at home. Joe Burrow's back to his normal ways. Three hundred forty-eight yards, two touchdowns. T. Higgins, eight receptions, one hundred ten yards. They they look scary. You know, I wouldn't want to play them. The Bengals look unstoppable right now. Like that's a team to be threatened by. I would love. I I want to see them play Baltimore. That's yeah. Love, that's kind of the matchup I'm looking for. Is that one right there? I think that would be a really fun matchup. I think it'd be one of them games. It'd be like forty to thirty something. Like I guess what we get to we get to see them. I think. Oh, they play. They they lost twenty seven twenty four in week two. So they get them one more time. Did they play him? I don't know, but it'll be a good game. All right, our last game of the week, L.A. Chargers at New York Jets. Man, this was an ugly game, man. I've stayed up and watched this game, and I don't know why. It was 27-6. The Jets are absolutely unwatchable. Their offense is horrid. And it just, you know, this was just another week where I was like, wow, like the Jets, I forgot the Jets are a bad team. What's Zach Wilson at the quarterback? I think if Rodgers were there, there'd be, you know, I think they would be a lot better. But they rely so much on their defense that at at a certain point, your defense can only do so much. I know they gave up 27, but man. I, they're just never going to go any further than where their defense takes them. That's the that's the peak for them. That's the, the pinnacle for them is exactly what their defense can bring to the table. And it sucks because, you know, this is probably like a once in a you know generation type defense, but you know, what what do you do? What what are you supposed to do? I mean you they should have went out and got a quarterback, but I feel like the underlying issue is they don't want they don't you know, the plan is for Rodgers to come back next year, right? So they didn't want to bring in another guy and threaten, you know, Rodgers. I th- and also I think the front office, that there's a lot of pride there, and they're saying, no, we're sticking with Zach Wilson. We we took him second overall. We're sticking with Zach Wilson. I don't care. I don't care. And it's like, we're not bringing in another veteran quarterback that could possibly play really good and challenge, you know, and create a a quarterback controversy. At least with Zach Wilson, we know there will be no quarterback controversy. And so to me, it kind of feels like that's what they're trying to avoid. That's why they didn't go get Kirk Cousins or even somebody like a Jacoby Brissett. It's because, well, what happens if Jacoby Brissett goes off and you end up winning 12, 13 games, you know, are you really going to bring Rodgers back and fuck up the mojo? It's a valid maybe point. I, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, 
I was going to say, maybe I'm just a dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that's a question that deserves to get asked. Like, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Huh? And I think we found out exactly what they're going to do. They're okay with settling because they know once and if Aaron Rodgers comes back that, you know, they'll, they'll have, they'll have their guy. Whatever they can, yeah. They'll have their guy. So they're okay with, you know, living, living that way and making sure it happens that way. And if they got to pay for it, you know, as this season goes, then I think it's the price so they're willing it. to pay. Yeah. yeah. So be it, which is unfortunate, but. You know, All right. That, that does it for our week nine picks. Um, like uh, we went, I went 10 and four this week. Yes, sir. Um, I as well. You went 10 and four as well. Yeah, ten and four, both eighty-five and forty-nine on the year. There's no way we're tied. I don't know how we keep doing this. So it, was really, it was really close last year. It's probably because we just we, we like mix, mix match at least one yeah. or two each week. Yeah, and it's like we're breaking. And like you'll miss one, up. and I'll miss one, and yeah. then yeah, it's just weird. And then my bet of the week. I had Seattle plus six, fucking terrible, awful. Just want to forget about it. And then I had the under 44 and a half, didn't hit at all. So. It happens. Well, yeah, we'll uh, try again this week. That's the good thing about being a better is there's always more action. So our week 10 matchups. Always be betting. We will. You know what I love? You know what I love about, uh, and this is just a little, you know, side bit here. I love all these ads for like FanDuel, DraftKings, Bet365, you know, whatever, you know, uh, whatever app that you use to bet, to gamble with. It always, it's like problem, problem gambling call, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, man, this is just designed to get people hooked. Like that's all it is. And they know what they're doing. And it's like, here's some medicine, but also you're going to get addicted, bitch. <laughs> that sucks. Put in a parlay. Yeah. yeah no. Here's a free, here's a free bonus bet. Here's a no sweat bet. Here's a 50% fucking profit booster. It's like you could have won 20,000, but you really lost 20 bucks. So, all right. Rant over. We've got Thursday, November 9th, 2023, Panthers at Bears. Who do you got, J.D.? This is a t- kind of a tough one because they're both so terrible. Yeah, I think Justin Fields is slated to come back. Uh, the Bears win. I know this is going to have me dragging it, but if the Bears win and beat Carolina, they boost their odds at the number one overall pick. Yeah, so this so, nobody wants to win in this game. Neither team really wants to win this game. Well, no, if the Bears win, it increases their odds for the number one pick. Okay, so yeah. they get the Panthers' pick. Yeah, So I feel okay. like they're going to play yeah. their best. So I'm going to take yeah. Chicago there. Yeah, on that, I'm taking Chicago as well. I was going to take them anyway, but definitely taking them now. All right, and then we've got Atlanta at Arizona. 
I, it seems like we take it loud. I talk so much shit every week, and then I end up fucking picking them to win because they should win these games. If they don't beat Atlanta, or if they don't beat Arizona, if Atlanta does not beat Arizona, I'm done. I'm done with this year. And I know that's putting a lot of fucking stock into one game, but Arizona is one in seven or one in eight. We have to win this game. If we want any shot at winning the playoffs or, or at getting to the playoffs, we have to win this game. Atlanta, I'm picking you. This is it. Atlanta, I choose you. Pokemon, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna also take Atlanta. I think you guys really do have to win this game. It's, it's do or die with this game. And so Arthur Smith, Bijan Robinson is really fucking good at football. I don't know if you know this, but he's really good. So, do that. Do with that what you will. <laughs> All right, Bijan next game is really fucking good. I don't know why he, they don't give him the ball. They don't make no fucking. It doesn't. It doesn't. All right, next game, we've got Indianapolis Colts going to the New England Patriots. This, I, I think I'm going to go Colts here. I'm going to go Colts. I like Colts here as well. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts here. I like Colts. I just don't, I don't think New England's got it. I don't think, I'm not, not, not a lot to root for there. All right, next game, we've got Houston, Texas. Houston Texans going to the Cincinnati Bengals. I know C.J. Stroud is hot. That team, uh, you know, Texans bounced back after a loss. But like we were talking about earlier, Cincinnati is a team you just do not want to play right now. It's Vinegar, not a team that I would want to face. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals here. All right, I am recording your picks, by the way. That way... We don't have to spend 15 minutes before before we record <laughs> getting your picks. All right. Next game, New Orleans at Minnesota. Hmm, interesting. Man, I feel like each week it gets harder and harder to pick. It does. I swear. There's no easy weeks in the NFL, whether you're playing or betting. So I'm going to go New Orleans here. I don't think there's going to be another miracle, you know, pulled off by Josh, Josh Dobbs. I think uh, he's New Orleans' defense is just way better than Atlanta's. And Atlanta almost, they should have won that game. So, yeah, I'm going New Orleans here. I like that. I'm also going to take the Saints on this one just as well. Fuck. You know what? I'm going to take the Vikings here. The Vikings are riding hot. I'm going to take the Vikings. All right, J.D., pick the Vikings. (laughs) All right, next game we've got Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Oh, why, why, why? These games I mean, I'm going with Pittsburgh. I don't even think this is a tough one. I think Pittsburgh is markedly better than Green Bay. I think that defense is going to shut Jordan Love down. I think he's going to be able to do much. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like that. Put me, put me, put me down for the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, next game we've got Tennessee Titans at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Titans at Bucks. The line on this game is uh, Tampa Bay minus one, so they are the favorite. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Tennessee here. I'm rocking with Tennessee. I think 
what they've got with Will Levis. I think he's going to continue to grow. I think uh, they'll be able to expose Tampa Bay's uh, secondary a little bit. Yeah. I think I like that too. I like I like Levis because Levis had a good game last week. It was just I'm gonna, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the tight ends DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry having a better game than Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, and whoever their backup is or their mm-hmm. running back. Is. All right, good pick. Next game we've got San Francisco at Jacksonville. This is gonna be a good one. You've got a you've got a, a, a San Francisco team that's sort of reeling. So coming off a of bye week, I think they're going to be really prepared. They're going to be focused. They're going to be hungry. Then you've got Jacksonville on a five game win streak right now. One of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the league. Sheesh, the line on this game: San Francisco minus three. So San Francisco still favored it even on the road. I am a three game or a two game lose streak. There's a three-game lose streak. It's a three-game lose streak. Oh, 49ers off of bye, getting healthy, probably get most of their guys back. I'm going to take the 49ers here. Yeah, I think I'm going to take 49ers as well. Man, I'm sorry, Jacksonville. It's just like every week I keep disrespecting you. I don't mean to, but the 49ers needed to get healthy. That's what was hurting them. Yeah, I, think I just think... we came at the right time. Yes, perfect timing for them. And I just think San Francisco's the better team, honestly. They had to boil it down. All right, next game, we've got Cleveland at Baltimore. Going to be a – I feel like this is going to be a really good team because there's two really good defenses, two offenses that are kind of the same. I think this is a great matchup. But I think at home, maybe I'm putting too much stock into the the home field advantage, but I think Baltimore takes this one. Baltimore's really good at home. Really good. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore as well. Alrighty. Uh, next game, we've got Detroit at LA Chargers. I'm going to go... take Detroit. Alright, JD's taking Detroit. Man, I really want to take the Chargers in this game. I was right there with you, but I think I'm going to. I'm going. I'm going Chargers. Going Chargers here. The Staley train comes down. It's true, but I think they're getting they're getting some momentum right at the right time. This would be a huge, huge win for LA if they could pull it off. But Detroit, they're you know the class of the NFC North, so ought to be a good game. All right, next game, we've got New York Giants at Dallas. I'm not even going to think about this one. I think the Giants have uh, DeVito, Tommy DeVito, (laughs) as their starter. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas, no question. Yeah, I'm taking Cowboys. They're going to be fucking pissed. Yeah, I feel sorry for the Giants, honestly. It's probably going to be a fucking ass-stomping, a shit-pumping all right. Good old um, shit. Oh. <laughs> next game we've got Washington Commanders at Seattle Seahawks. I think I think the uh, I think the Seahawks take care of business this week. I'm gonna go with Seattle. Even though I know Geno's struggling, Geno is struggling. 
I'm going to take the Seahawks here too because I don't think the Commanders, with everything that they've already sold, they're like actually pushing. I'm going to take the Seahawks because they are pushing for that playoff positioning. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, next game, New York Jets at Las Vegas Raiders. another tough one because you got Aiden O'Connell rookie going against one of the best defenses in the league and I don't I mean the Raiders defense is not great I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Jets here man I was really thinking about taking the Jets as well I don't love it but it I don't is love it either it this one's this one's tough that's a Fucking stinker is what it is. I'm gonna take the Jets. I can't. That's, All that's right, I, I think I'm gonna go Las Vegas. Okay. I'm gonna go Las Vegas. I know that's one, two, three, four, five home teams in a row, but what can I say? I like. I don't want us to have the same picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game, last game of the slate. We've got Denver at Buffalo. Taking Buffalo. They're gonna. I feel like they're gonna rebound off this off this bad loss against Cincinnati at home. Just feels like a, a get right game for them. Call me crazy, but the Broncos could win this game. I they mean, I could, could. I could see that too. They could. It seems like they're up. getting. It seems like they're getting better each week. Yeah. And it's it's tough for me to like. I'm going to call my shot and say the Broncos beat the Bills this week. All right. That's a good one to take. But like, really had be on to something there. All right. That does it for our Pick'ems Week 10. Let's see. Let's do our bet of the weeks and then close this thing out. What do you say? Yes, sir. All right, Murph. What is your bet of the week? Well, as I'm looking... A really uh, Niners plus or Niners, Niners minus three at Jags. That seems like a that's really speaking to me right now. Like free money. I'm not saying free money, but it might be money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Atlanta minus one and a half. That one looks good. Indianapolis minus one and a half. I'll tell you what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going New Orleans, minus two and a half. And then I'm going to bet the under at 40.5. I can get down with that. I feel that's my bet of the week. I feel pretty good. Like I would, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident. In that, because that's like exactly where I was looking. The Titans Buccaneers looks very enticing to me because the Buccaneers have put up big points in a lot of their games, and Titans have been putting up enough points to put it over 38 and a half. Now, as for like if the Buccaneers win this game, they're going to cover. 
I'm going to take the Titans to win this game, and we're going over 38 and a half. That's what I'm feeling. Like, it feels the best because I think they're going to be like, they're both going to give up a couple touchdowns. So it's going to be, you know, 21, 24 range. That so puts taking, me over. You're taking Tennessee plus one? Taking ten, I'm taking Tennessee minus one. They're covering that. And they're going to win the game. So just take them outright. Take them money line. Take the points. Take the over and trust. Just fucking throw that together. A little double double whammy. Let's see what it gets you right now. Yeah, thirty eight and a half. That's not a lot of that's not a lot of points. It's not a lot of points. Ten dollars. You put ten dollars on that, you know, two two game, same game parlay. Tennessee Titans minus one on the spread and then over thirty eight and a half. You're cashing out thirty seven dollars on ten bucks. I mean, that's a quick little hitter right there. You you stack a couple of them up and you're doing all right for yourself. I say go ahead and do that. All right, I got them jotted down here, so we'll check them again next week. Yes, sir. All right, ladies ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen. You've made it this far. You've made it to the end. It's been a good episode. I feel like we've covered a lot of uh, NFL football. Uh, We did, we have changed the, um, you know, kind of the vibe of our episodes here because we just want to try something new. And it seemed like, you know, we were we were dragging these episodes out an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes. And it's just, that's not what we want to do. I mean, we like doing it. I like having a long form episode like that, but it just, it seems like all, uh, you know, it seems like just smaller segments, you know, an hour, it's just easier for people to listen to. So we've been trying, we just cut out college football. We cut out, you know, we haven't talked about the NBA yet, so we're we're still working through what we want to do with as far as that's concerned. Because I do I do enjoy talking college football. That's one of my it's probably my second favorite thing to talk about. We got college basketball coming up. I love talking college basketball. You know, shout out to the Wildcats, their first victory, one and zero. So we'll figure something out about what we want. We might you know end up having to do two episodes a week. You know, because of yeah, we'll figure yeah. something out. We're working a lot. I've been thinking a lot about extra content. And I feel like right now during peak NFL season, we can only really push the NFL and it's already a dragged, not saying like in a bad instance drag, but it's a longer subject for us because we've got a lot of things to discuss and we do watch a lot of football, but like there's so much that I want to push into, you want to push into and all kinds of other topics of conversations that are, you know, huge talking points. Like right, we're not like a, just football people. There's a lot of things about us, and I don't want that to be our only way. But you know, well, I, and you know, just for example, I really would love to talk about the whole Michigan scandal, Harbaugh yes. scandal. Please, like I've, I've been wanting to get into that. Love to discuss like said, that, but like, we, yeah, we just don't have the time. We can't fit it all in, so. We'll figure something out as far as that those conversations go, but I think uh, moving forward, uh, I think our mainstay, at least for the the remainder of the NFL seasons, we're gonna mainly we're gonna do our intro, go right into the week nine picks, right into the week ten pickums, and then bet of the week, and then that'll probably be it for the main episode. So we'll yeah. figure it out, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys supporting us and uh, participating. 
it really it is a it's a lot of fun for us. It can't be a hassle. It can't be kind of stressful sometimes because we all because we do push out an episode every week. But it's it's fun for us. It's all it's all good for us on our end. So we we really do appreciate you guys. Hey, sir. That said, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far and have enjoyed this episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph, please go like, subscribe, comment, share, leave a review on wherever you listen to us. You can find us Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, wherever the hell you use social media or listen to people ramble into microphones. Yeah, that's where you can find us. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Tell your grandma about us. With that said, we love you guys. Peace. Peace. Mm.